I'm good, man. <laughs> I figured really, I would I ask know, right? you this time. You always do this to me. Or no, actually, I always do it to you. And then you always laugh and it's kind of funny. And but, I never uh, know what to say. No, welcome. I mean, I think today's exciting. Uh, we are going to hear from someone dear to me and special. So I'm yep. going to let you introduce her though. Yeah. Because I think this is just awesome. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody's going to have be able to glean something off of today. Um, it's going to be encouraging. Uh, people are going to be able to just hear something and say, you know what? It's not impossible. So yeah, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Today we're chatting with Amanda Davis, who's best known for her blog, Devotion in Action, and her adorable children's book, The Very Best Plan. She's an awesome wife and mother, devoted member of her local church's worship team, kids ministry, design, the list goes on and on. But the most important thing She's Shay's super sweet cousin. Yes. So welcome, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be on here with you guys. Yeah, we're we're really excited. When we decided to do a podcast, you were like the first or second person we thought of. We're like, she's got to come on. And, and I'm going to be honest. I've always wanted to just sit down with Amanda because we all live separate in our family. And so the only times we ever yeah. get to come together our family reunions, Christmas time. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people. And so oh, to yeah. really yeah. just sit down and dig into something or, or really ask some questions that I've always had on my mind, haven't always been able to present themselves. Right. So today we have this opportunity to sit down. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you may not know this about Shay's family and my family, but we're loud. Like, it, there's a lot of us. <laughs> it's so and true. And when they get together, it's like constant noise. <laughs> Get away from the noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great, Lots of words. Well, they, they, yeah. they, they, they might be screaming. No, just kidding. I mean, depending <laughs> on who's talking to who, there might be some screaming. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Right. But, but we love them. We love right. them. We love them. Yes. <laughs> Why do you have all of the things that you have going on going on? What has motivated all these awesome things? Um, a few years back, well, you know, way a few years back, I got married. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. <laughs> um, I am in my 40s back in 2000, it, right before 2000. I met my husband in college and then we got married. And then, you know, a few years down the road, we had a son and then a daughter. And my son is now 16 years old. My daughter is 12 going on 22. <laughs> and, and, and so um, I have this family. And three years back, I really found myself in kind of a dark place. No one would have known it. I was in church every time the doors were open. There was a smile on my face. I looked happy. I sounded happy. I was leading worship. But I wasn't close to God anymore. More importantly, I really wasn't like I didn't I didn't really want to be. And I had fallen into this place where I was pretty much saying, you know, I've got this. Right. I, I've got this, God. It's OK. You can stay in your box and I'll go to church, but I'm going to do my own thing here. But I started to feel more and more empty and I knew something had to change. I started feeling God really drawing me back and saying, you know, something's got to be different. It, you, this is this is not working for you and it's not working for me. And so we've got we've got to make a change here. And as I kind of was thinking about this process and, and I, I didn't know how to get myself back into consistency because I have I, I had been, you know, very, very consistent in a devotion lifestyle, reading the Bible and really studying and praying and spending the time with him. 
I guess the busyness of kids, it kind of took over. Right. And I stopped. And so he kind of led me. I mean, it was totally the Holy Spirit because I wouldn't have thought to do this to start this blog, (laughs) Devotion in Action. And the whole premise is to put our devotion to God into action in our everyday lives. It's like Colossians 3.17 that says, and whatever you do in word and deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. So giving thanks to the, to God, the father who called him that scripture, that idea of being Christ centered in whatever you do, like it's all about him, the vacuuming and the disciplining the children and the meals and the grocery shopping and the going to work. It's all about him. And so I wanted this blog to be kind of like a wake up call to me and to help anyone else who felt the same way, that they wanted their busy lives to be centered around Christ rather than putting him in a box on Sunday. So that's how the blog started. A few years. Wait, oh, it's been a, it's been a few. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it has been a few years. <laughs> but it's been good years, right? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. It's been revolutionary. I would have slid into like this. I'm too busy to spend time with God. But because I had the blog and I was going to do devotional post, I stayed in the word to be able to push out the content onto the blog. And and so it kind of pulled me back. It kind of roped me in when I would have veered away. It's like an invisible accountability partner. Yeah, absolutely. So what led to the adorable board book? Okay. Have you ever experienced the perfect storm of God's opportunity and his inspiration? (laughs) This is how I got the board book. The perfect storm. <laughs> right. How the podcast happened. I, yeah, there you go. It's like, it. well, so, okay. So I homeschool my kids and I have the entire time. And so I, a lot of our curriculum comes from a certain Christian publishing company called Masterbooks. And I'm a part of their Facebook group. One day we're sitting at the table. The kids are working on their schoolwork. This thing pops up on the Facebook group. Hey, moms of Masterbooks, we're going to have a contest. We'd really like to have a preschool board book. That's about God's biblical design for marriage. I was like, okay, I don't even know how to write a preschool board book. (laughs) Like click here for more details. So I clicked for more details. And I mean, seriously, the kids are sitting across the table, like working on their work. They said how many words to write and that they wanted it to rhyme. So I sat there at my computer and I just start typing and I got done. I'm like, I might send that in. That's not too bad. And so, <laughs> hey, hey, kids, listen to this. Tell me what you think. And so I read it to them and they're like, that's not bad, mom. What's that for? <laughs> I was like, well, they're having this contest. They're like, send it in. I mean, what can happen? What's the worst that can happen? They'll just tell you no, right? Right. They were supposed to announce the winners a few months later and it came and went. And I thought, well, I just missed the announcement. I missed who won. Yeah. You know, no big deal. And then like a month and a half later, I start getting these Facebook notifications. Congratulations, Amanda. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. Yeah, you won. You know, what are they talking about? It said that I had won. And they were like, we had so many submissions that it took us way longer than we expected to choose a winner. But We've chosen, you know, Amanda Davis to be our winner and they got an illustrator. We went through an editing process and they published my book. That's awesome. <laughs> Such a Galatians 6, 9 moment. You know, it's where you're waiting and, you know, he's like, don't grow weary. And then all of a sudden it's like a reaping. Exactly. I didn't even know that. Yeah, see, it was see things, cool. you, things you learn. <laughs> right. I had no idea. I would just know you sent it mm-hmm. and it was like, I didn't look at who the book was by. I was like, oh, because like people sometimes use books like baby cards and write the yes. baby a message. And then a little while later I pull it out. Look at who wrote it. Wait. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think the thank you was big enough before. <laughs> I think that was mom brain at the time because uh, oh yeah, I, I, I promoted the book. Oh, <laughs> when see? I heard it, when, it, when I heard it came out, I was like, oh honey, <laughs> mom brain. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, speaking yeah. so mom brain, right? And you mentioned early on how you had gotten into this rhythm, but then the day to day with kids had just, mm-hmm. without you realizing it, made everything take a turn that you hadn't yeah. really anticipated. What have you learned from how that's affected this? And what could you tell other parents that are going through the same thing? I noticed that I was becoming an angry mom. I was more angry than I had been before. I'm typically a smiley, joyful person who's upbeat. And I was becoming more and more stressed and more and more angry. It's a direct result of not being in the word of God every day. Mm. Because you're not drawing, you're not drawing your strength and you're not drawing your peace from God's word and from his presence at that point. And you're trying to do it all on your own. And we know we can't. There's no way we can't do it in our own strength. And I'm also, I, I have a bit of the introvert in, in me and I never would have known it because sometimes you don't know what you need until it's not there anymore. Right. And then, then I had year upon year of constant human interaction, constant. The kids are always there. I mean, I'm a homeschooling mom. And then, you know, my husband comes home from work and he is very quality time oriented, like let's sit together you know, which is great for a relationship, but terribly if you're like, I just want to be away from people. Right. <laughs> you know? And so that kind of wore on me because I wasn't, I wasn't refilling my tank at any point. I was just having to give out all the time and trying to do it in my own strength without getting irritated and frustrated was a problem. So when I got back into the word of God, I could see that I could handle those frustrating, stressful moments better. So what was that come to Jesus moment that day? You know, we, we say that, you know, you started to realize, you know, that things weren't quite right. But usually there's that like, trust me, <laughs> I know all of a sudden there's this day and it's like, I better open my Bible. Yeah. You're in the church and it's still a bottom. It's still like, yes. it's still a rock bottom. You're on your mm-hmm. own foundation that's crumbling away. So do, do you remember that specific day or was it just a time period? Um, it was a time period, but I also, I mean, you could say the day that mommy snapped. You know, like, <laughs> that, that works. Because um, Jasmine, I, Judah has always been very self-motivated, goes off and does his thing. He just, he's a great self-motivated learner. Jasmine, she's very intelligent, but she'd rather have the social interaction. So she makes, she sit there with her. Aww. So she, uh, she was having trouble with math at the time. And, and it felt like she should know. It felt like I taught her this like a million times and doesn't God feel that way some way about us, sometimes about us, right? <laughs> How many times, you know, <laughs> but, but I didn't have the mercy or the patience of God on that day. And I was like, you have already learned this. We have already done it. And you knew how to do it two days ago. Why don't you know how to do it? And her little face just fell and tears start streaming down her face. I thought, who have I become? Mm. what is the, who is this person? I don't want to be this mom. And I realized something drastically needed to change. Thank you. That's thanks for sharing that. That's, yeah. People can recognize that and say, Hey, you know, there's no turning back. You know, you've heard that before, Yeah. but there is in Christ in Christ. Mm-hmm. All things are possible in Christ. We can move forward. We can put the things behind us. say, you know what? Today he is going to become my focus again. That's where I need to be. And that, and, and that's what I'm hearing. And, and what a beautiful story. 
You know, I think that sometimes people would sit there and say, oh, it's such an embarrassing story. But you know what? These are the stories, the testimonies that God has given us to build others up and say, you know what? You're okay. You're okay. Because that's what he's telling us. The vulnerable moments are the moments that have the chance to bless others the most and bring them back to Mm -hmm. Christ the most. Because I'm going through a similar season because I own my own business. You know, there's the shop, there's the blog, and then there's the creative side, which is right now the bread and butter where I'm designing for clients. And then we have the podcast. And then I have a one-year-old and then I have a husband and then we have home renovation and then, and then we have COVID, you know, and it's like (laughs) one, it's a testament to God gives you what you need to hear when you need to hear it. You know, this, this zoom call could have happened a month from now, but it happened today. Um, But it also makes me think of this verse in Proverbs, because like I always say, I'm a Proverbs girl, Proverbs 13, 11, and it says wealth from get rich, quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. And I love to read the word and replace wealth, not like everyone thinks monetary wealth, but Mm -hmm. we live post Christ actually walking this earth. So our wealth is eternal and is the spiritual storehouse kind of wealth. It's not always money, but What are the get rich quick schemes of our day to day Mm -hmm. going to church, but not reading the word every day and saying, yeah, I've got this. That's the quick, like I can get through this quick. It's a checklist kind (laughs) of life. And the wealth we get is like quickly, it just slips through our fingers like water. But when we do the hard work of reading the word every day, because it is hard work, even if we enjoy it with all these other things calling to us with babies crying Mm -hmm. and kids needing to learn and people needing dinner and the floor needing to be vacuumed and clients needing work. You know, it's it's these things that it's hard to set aside a time for God, even if that's all you want to do in the same way that it's hard to set time aside for your spouse, if even if it's all you want to do. But that's what mm-hmm. grows over time. That's where the fruit right. gets born that, you know, is going to last and actually sustain you. Those I got yeah. this moments. And, you know, those actually hold us back. Because we sit there and say, I've got this. And the pride comes in, the swelling comes in, and we're no longer at his feet. We're no longer at the base of his throne of grace. We're sitting there in our own, taking on his position. Mm -hmm. And and like what I'm hearing between this in this conversation is beautiful. It's like, because honestly, this is a season right now. Um, If we Mm -hmm. were going to be open with Michelle, hearing you talk, what you're saying right now is actually a Holy Spirit moment in our own lives. And it's beautiful. I think that, you know, this is what this is about. This is what Christ is about. We come together because we can all learn from one another. Absolutely. I loved what you said about this, how we're storing up that eternal wealth, because day by day devotion is so much better than five hours on Sunday. Right. It's so much more valuable. Yes. That day by day devotion, it's sort of... I don't know anybody listening plays the piano, but 15 minutes a day is so much more valuable than two hours right before your lesson. Right. You can't do it. You can't advance if you are just trying to cram it in because you've got, it's got to become a part of you. It needs time to become a part of you. Right. Imagine thinking you only need to eat all the calories that you need in a week in a single (laughs) meal once a week. Like, right. One, it wouldn't all fit. Like it would not all fit. You'd be like, it would be coming out your ears. And on top of that, you'd feel utterly sick and not want food again for a week. Man, I remember you would need it. I remember the all you can eat 
you know? Yes. Leaving out mm-hmm. of those places just feeling miserable. Right. All you can eat, yes. guys, is not no. the blessing it sounds like. Portion. <laughs> His portion can be your portion. Right. So right. We, I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. So you, you, so you said that, you know, this has completely changed your life. Devotion and action, just the mindset of having this action behind your devotion has completely changed mm-hmm. you. How have you seen it change your kids? Oh, this is really interesting because I think that that, that idea of daily going after something, that's how we parent too. You can't teach a child once and expect they've got it for the rest of their lives. Right. You know, it's a continual, it's a come walk beside me, come talk with me, come do this. And you're, you're putting in these little chunks of time, little bits of wisdom that are building up over time and becoming a part of them. Just like we were talking about with our devotion with God. It's like, we're, we're the kids in that scenario and he's our parents. But then when we're interacting with our kids, we're the parent and they're the kids. So we are giving them wisdom and they are interacting with us. And I'm, I'm at that point where my kids are a little older. We need to start seeing some independent following of God, like Judah waking up on his own to read his Bible and to pray and before he goes on about his day. But that doesn't mean that I'm done. You know, right. I'm still having discussions with him, things like that. They both subscribe to the blog. <laughs> I love and, uh, it. And, and read mommy's post, even though they're not really, you know, designed for them. Jasmine, my daughter, is very artistic, very creative. And I think one of the things as a parent to, to really kind of key in is that each one of your children is different. And so she really latched on to the idea of Bible art journaling, which is something I do and highlight on the blog. It's really kind of getting into the word of God than creating art out of that experience. So we have Bibles that are journaling Bibles that are specifically for that purpose, where we get out all the art supplies, read a scripture, and then what kind of picture comes to your mind and create some art on the page, right there on that page to remember that verse and what God was teaching us. But there's also times where, you know, it's just, I'm taking her him to Taekwondo. And in those few moments where it's just the two of us, Maybe you bring up a deep topic that's going to, you know, you're only going to talk about it for five minutes and you joke around the mess the rest of the time. But it's that moment to go deep when the rest of life is going at a fast pace. Those moments can be lost if we just ignore them or let heads stay in screens or, you know, turn on the radio. But we can we can kind of redeem those moments, make them real life changers in our kids. Amen. Amen. At this point, I have to get a shout out to your son. Yes. Judah, brother, thank you for liking the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for following the podcast. That's another gleaning moment for your mom to to put in her little arsenal. He's listening to other things and we really appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so cool to like look at the Instagram and see that, you know, five minutes after I've posted something, he's liking it. For the pantry. Yeah. He loves oh, yeah. you guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, okay, we have a younger audience, him and Kyler. <laughs> yeah. And they're friends. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's awesome because that's, you know, that's, that's the discipleship progress. You know, that's how we disciple. Mm-hmm. Um, I know right. that's a big word for, for kids, but that's really what it becomes. 
because you have the reflection of Christ and now you're putting it down. And, you know, as you grow through your relationship, it sounds like a discipleship as you grow, you know, they come out and you learn each other and they don't really know what's going on yet. And then all of a sudden they start to figure out, oh, this person loves me. They care for me. (laughs) And then you get into that portion where you start to build them up. And then comes the rub where, you know, they get a little older. They're like, oh, what do you know? Well, I know too. And then, and then, but eventually like what you're saying now is it sounds like it's starting and and he's getting to be 16. She's 12 going to 22. So there's still some time there, but eventually it starts to balance itself out into this, you know, beautiful relationship that we see all the time because why Christ is at the center. Right. It says in Proverbs 13, 20, still in Proverbs, y'all walk with the wise (laughs) and become wise. When I read about homeschooling, a lot of the write-ups are from people who were homeschooled. One girl's testimony stands out because she said, you know, I loved being around people who already knew peer opinions weren't the most Mm -hmm. important thing. I loved being around people who already had the priorities that get you somewhere. And I wasn't surrounded by those that that equally don't have it figured out. And we're all just kind of learning from each other, although none of us know it. And I Mm -hmm. think even if you don't homeschool, they do have time with you outside of school. I went to public school. Shay went to public and private school and we neither made it out. Of them, neither one of them did me any good. <laughs> but regardless, right? We yeah, made it out alive. The Lord found us, right? We got, we yes. came to him. But we as parents can still sit and be like, how can we walk with our children in such a way where our own storehouse is full of the Lord and they walk along with us. So they also start picking up these same traits. You know, I have friends who were inspirations when I first came to Christ because they were Christians in school because their parents didn't just love God on Sundays and the rest of the week barely bring them up. God was at the table with them Mm -hmm. and he was the main root of conversation when there was a problem Mm -hmm the advice was rooted in the word. When there was a joy, there was praise rooted into that celebration. Mm -hmm. I I love what you've been saying on that regard. Certainly homeschooling is not for everyone. It's something that God has really blessed in our family. Right. And we love it, but we're not militant homeschoolers saying that everyone should be homeschooled all the time. You know, like we're not that way. But, um, But I will say that it does provide a lot of time. Yeah. So it, there's this expanse of time when you are with your kids, teaching your kids, maybe reading books with your kids or talking about history with your kids, where God can bring up scriptures that or wisdom from the Bible that you can share with them. It brings up concerns in their lives. It's like in, in this vast space of time, things are going to come up naturally that I think when you don't homeschool, you can you can intentionally integrate into your life with your kids. Right. But you have to work a little bit harder at it because you don't have that expanse of time. Right. Which goes back to that verse about, you know, the hard, the wealth from hard work grows over time and it's a little harder work, but it's what it's an investment. It's so valuable. So then with all of that thought, I'm going to ask you a question (laughs) because how would you talk to somebody else about getting up every morning and doing Ephesians 6, 10, and putting on the full armor? That's a great question. Um, I would say that there are so many tools to help you nowadays. You know, Bible apps like version. you know, you pull it up, you have a plan. It gives you a reminder in the morning. But with all of those tools, you have to put your feet on the floor. 
you have to take some action because nothing ever changes from the way it is until you do something. And I think as Christians, we get into this mindset that says we're going to pray and God's going to do everything. Mm -hmm. And that's not a kingdom principle. Kingdom says, yes, pray, keep praying. Don't stop praying. (laughs) Pray, 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 pray. But I've told you to do something already. Right. Get up on your feet and get to action and I will bless the work of your hands. Amen. I'm not going to bless you sitting on your behind. I'm going to bless the work of your hands. Yes. So I think like that getting up in the morning is part of the work of our hands that he can bless because it's part of diligence and it's discipline. He blesses that. So when we get up and we take action and we read the Bible verse from the you version and, and we praise him for the day and we ask for his help and that he would be there. And then as we're vacuuming or going to work or talking to our kids, The word is in our mouths. You know, we're rehearsing that out loud and we're praying while we load that dishwasher and we're, (laughs) you know, praying while we fold the laundry, you know, over our kids or over our husband. Then that is a Christ centered life that God can just pour out the blessings on. And that's the kind of household that you get kids who are, you know, starting to go into their own individual time that they are looking for God because they've seen mom and dad talk about God during the day. And this is a the center of our lives, not just a peripheral part of it. Amen. It's Amen. important to keep God at the center and yeah. in your pantry, everything ingredient, God, yeah. God, God. I know God. I, can, I can have all the ingredients, but if I don't put them together, I'm not getting the cake. <laughs> I mean, it's right. 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 There's action. There. Right. There's, There's action. action. And that's why I love your title, Devotion in Action. It puts a action in there that says, hey, look, yeah. here's a devotion, but there's action behind it. Um, yeah. And I love I that. I love that. I love your journaling. <laughs> I, lo- I love you. your book. I love how your book addresses sin. That's actually pretty cool for for the the age that it yeah. was that it was put out for. Keeping it real from Keeping the roots. Keeping it real from the from the yeah. Say that again. Keeping it real from the roots. Thank Keeping you. it real from the roots. I love it. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us for this super special episode. And remember, you can check out Amanda's blog at devotioninaction.com. And then remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pantry Podcast. You can always do prayer requests. You can support us by buying awesome merch. And you can let us know what you think on thepantrypodcast.com and on our Facebook page. So till next time. Man, bye. Bye. Praise God.